0: Well, Malcolm, time now to speak with Port Adelaide's Dan Houston. What a star he's been this year. He's got to be All-Australian. Seriously, look at the numbers, and Port Adelaide have been at the top of the tree. They like to take players from the top teams, Mm. and they've been first to second all year. Uh, Dan Houston for tyre power. Winter safety sale now on 25% off equivalent with four for three on selected falcon tyres. Tyre power gets your free five-minute safety check. Dan, how are
1: you? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah that time of the year uh, i reckon where the, the body starts to slow down but i'm getting through
0: hey uh, you would have liked the weather today 23 degrees the grass growing a little bit quicker it's, it's getting final footy now you can all smell it in the air
1: yeah you can you the, the grass clippings and, and the sunny weather and yeah definitely a mood changer and helps you get up and about this time of year
0: now dan before we look at port adelaide congratulations on your own year it's been I think, exceptional. You, you've had some consistent years recently. This is no doubt your your best. Um, you, you must be really thrilled with the way you're playing. You, you haven't had too many poor games, have you? Your consistency is one of the factors we're looking at.
1: Yeah, I think, um, you know, I've been really proud of the way I've gone about it this year. In, in the past, I've felt like I've always been able to play some really high-level footy, but probably not um, consistent enough. And um, this year, I felt like um, I've got... You know my routine to get it off field and, and week to week and I know how I'm going to you know, play each game and, and it's shown that I've been able to, to back that up, which I've been really proud of.
0: In previous years, you've had some niggling injuries, not necessarily being out for any length of time, but there's been certain things, shoulders and, and other types. You look to be running on top of the ground. Is the, the body feeling great?
1: Yeah, the body's feeling really good. Um, I think we've been really, really well managed as a group and I know myself individually throughout the year. Um, keeping on top of everyone and making sure that we're fresh, especially, you know, towards the back end of the year. And, yeah, I have had some niggles in the past and, um, you know, having to overcome them is probably a bit more of a mental thing rather than a physical thing for me, which is, you know, helps me get to where I am now.
2: Now, Dan, we can't not interview you and talk about the highlight of the year so far for you. Playing Essendon at the MCG, you became the 57th player out of 13,073 to kick a goal after the siren to win the team for the Port Adelaide Football Club. A magnificent kick, nice 55 metres. There have been longer, but that was really under pressure. <laughs> it was. Now, what I want to know is that I reckon, seeing you're the youngest to do it at this stage, as in career wise, I think there should be medals struck for those 57 players that have done that in the competition. I think that you should start now some sort of bandwagon. Well, that means you'd get one, Malcolm. Oh, really? That's only another medal. But I, I reckon it's this exclusive club, Dan. I reckon we should start this little thing, and I'll help you with the programming. But you use your name, will you? I just don't want to sound as though it's all about me. <laughs> yeah,
1: I'll, I'll, I'll spearhead it, that you can jump in behind me, Malcolm. Um, no, nah, I reckon Oh, I mean, it's, it's a great thing and something yeah, that I'll remember forever, and... Um, you know, I have put my boots aside from that game as a little memory. But, yeah, it would be, you yeah, nice to get, to get a medal or <laughs> if they did do something. But, um, look, like, it, it's a great memory and it's something that, um, you know, I'll remember forever and, and cherish forever.
2: And you know what, mate? You know, I mean, you're only a young man still, only just 26 now. Been in the competition, 140 games, seven years. You're, you're at the peak of your career. And these are going to be your best years, you know, from here on, 26 to 30, early 30s, because you're so much fitter. That will get shown for the next 50 years. You know that? That sh- kick after the siren will be shown forever. It will be Dan Houston's kick to win that game against Essendon. Every time you play Essendon, Port Adelaide, just get ready, mate. You'll get sick of it after what No, you won't. <laughs>
1: no, I've I have, I have been told that a few times, and, and even the week or the few days following that kick, I, I remember every time I checked my phone, I would see the video or check the TV, and it just feels so surreal, and I feel so... Every time I watch it, I feel detached because I don't really remember too much of it um, at the time. And yeah, as I said, I'm really proud and something that I'll be able to look forward to at the end of my career, reflecting on. Yeah, and,
2: and one of the, I mean, probably one of the great things about it, it, it was the 12th win in a row for the club. You ended up winning 13. And you're going to play finals. I mean, it almost sealed the spot in the finals. I mean, that's one of the great things with it. It was one of those kicks that actually did mean something. Port Adelaide are going to play in September. And I think that's what you really should be proud of in the whole club.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think in the, in the moment there, there was not much of that sort of um, process or thinking um, about the kick. It was more so just trying to connect to it. And um, yeah, when you look back on it now, it, it was such an important game for us to win, and we knew it was going to be important. And um, you look at the season now; we've, we've come off and we've lost three in a row, and you know every little win in you know, this competition matters. And um, you know that that game was almost. You know, an eight-point game in a way. Where if we lose that, we're back in the you know trying to keep yeah. our spot in the top four.
0: Been so good for so long, and you won a lot of the close games. As Bloody said, thirteen on the trot. Last three weeks, or maybe not the last three weeks. I thought against Collingwood, that was a one of the games of the year, and either team could have won that one. But more specifically, Carlton and the Crows have so unlike Port Adelaide. Um, you've you always pride yourself on you know playing pretty well for most quarters, but. Uh, I mean, you got absolutely smashed really by by Carlton, and I thought Crows were clearly best last week.
1: Yeah, we've we've had a few chats recently. I think we've we've dropped off in in our Port Adelaide brand of footy, which has been our, our front centre footy and, and our pressure. And those two things are linked. I think if we have pressure on the footy, we can hold the ball in our forward fifty, and um, if our, if we're defending well, we allow you know our smalls to to go to work with our pressure. And you know that's sort of not not happening for us at the moment, and we're looking at ways on how we can provide more pressure and more finesse at footy. And, you know, you can't put your finger on one thing exactly. And um, as you said, against Collingwood, it was a bit wetter, which allowed us to generate a little bit more pressure with the ball being wetter. And, um, you know, we've got to find a way to do that again this weekend and, and turn it around quickly going into, yeah, finals.
0: You're right. It is hard to put your finger on it. You go out to play well. The showdown stakes were high. Um, even against Carlton, you would have been confident winning that. It can only be one win. I mean if every winner there's a lose and the loser always feels that way. But you don't mean to be like that, do you? It can only be something so so minute, so small if you're off in this day and age, the other team wins.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I think it's just it's the way it's the way we're playing. I think um, you know, there's gonna be ups and downs during a season and um we feel like we're a little bit off our our best at the moment and um if we can yeah turn that around as quick as possible obviously you know, teams are going to be looking at us and trying to do the same thing coming into finals and their own finals campaign. Um, it's going to be tough and, we you know, we need to lift what we can control, our pressure and our front and centre footy, um, to give us the best opportunity we can to win the game.
2: Yeah, Dan, I, just now that, you know, you you, you that nice age, oh, perfect age, 26 and said 140 games. Does the coach Ken Hinkley come up to you and, and ask you for anything special, or did he say, "Hey Dan, this is what we need from you now"? At any time during the game, even at training, sometime in a meeting, you're starting to get a bit more relied on from the senior coaches and all the line coaches.
1: Yeah, I think I think line coach in particular. We have a, a young backline, and this weekend we're going to be even younger without Ali and, and Lockie Jones. And um, you know, I feel like it. You know, I own a little bit of the backline in a sense that. Um, you know, they're so, they're so young and, and I'm, you know, an experienced head that I, I can, you know, help them on game day and, and through trainings and meetings and stuff. So, they feel that. And then, yeah, Kenny leaves on me occasionally, but not too much. He knows, um, you know, I like to go out there and, and play with you without too much pressure. And, um, you know, I, I'm at that age now where um, I can have a little bit of input with Kenny and, and during the game. And with him being on the bench, it's good to have chats with him and see where we're at and, you know, Relay
2: messages to, to other players. Yeah, well, I, th- I think you should, and he should start listening because you know his his coaching record at Port Adelaide's a fifty eight percent win ratio. Since you've been there, you've got a sixty four percent win ratio. So, on term knowledge is that on numbers. You're six percent better with winning. Dan should coach. Yeah, yeah gen- you, you should. You should, <laughs> and you can tell him I said that with. Because <laughs> he, he should start listening to you more often. I'm only joking, of course. Um, yeah. That's
0: the coach at half back. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody <laughs> does know Kenny pretty well, too. That's why I he said, Hey, Dan, watching you, we commentate all your games and you get so much of the ball. Um, have you got a bit of a license? Obviously, you got an opponent, but as soon as you guys get the ball, you are free to roam around and got some elite kicks on the side with, with Farrell, Burton, yourself, and uh, Mackenzie. How do you play it? Because you do get so much of the footy, uh, um, and yet you still have to be accountable for a man.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, it's a hard one to, to sort of talk about. But, I mean, around the ground, um, we talk about u- utilising each other's weapons and, um, as you said, some of the boys' weapons in terms of kicking and, and ball is we've identified as being, you know, Ryan Burton, Kane Farrell, uh, myself, Connor Rosie. So if there's opportunities to get us involved in the game and we're in the right spot, they, the boys generally do... Um, get the footy in our hands and um, you know as being a defender we still have to defend and that that is the case around stoppages and around the ground but then also more of a license um, when we do have the ball to to get involved and you know get after the opposition and um, you know that's one way I've I've found to, to lift my disposals this year and you know other ways as well but I think that's the one that probably people see the most.
2: In the stats, you know, there's a lot of stats taken in the game now and there's some averages and, you know, you're highly rated, every player's rated and given a rating and it's made up of many factors in the game, but Zach Butters, Connor Rosie and Dan Houston are all about that 108-109 rating, which is right up there from an average for a whole season, is most difficult to do. But you three are the drivers now, the Port Adelaide midfield, you know, I know uh, William Drew's done some stuff, Ollie's still there and, and, and Travis Boak, but you three guys are really driving that team so this weekend against Geelong you've got to be the guys that start this whole thing going
1: yeah definitely and um, when you talk with body, when you talk about sort of a little bit more um, ownership and leadership with that with that within the group we, we're feeling that and um you know with blokes like Ollie and jonah who are you know feeling a little bit more pressure um, with their performances I feel like. Um, buckkti rosie myself have tonight in terms of being able to you know lead on the field and um, help out bring bring others along with us and you know it'll be a big game on Saturday night and we'll, we'll be looking to to lead the group and, and play our best wood and, and bring others along with us
0: a lot of crows fans listen to this show too and um and we, we saw them probably at their best last week you've seen them a couple of times this year what is their strength um i mean they've been pretty consistent most of the year but they played four quarters against you guys, and they—I mean—they crashed in from the very first bounce. A couple of big tackles. Uh, I think we saw Laird and Krauts. But uh, what do you make of them, Dan? What, what do you see the where the Crows are going?
1: Yeah, I think um, on the weekend they showed that they they smashed us all over the ground, which generally means you've, you've got a really balanced, really well balanced list. And um, I thought they had some players come in um, and fill some roles, um, which means you know you got a lot of depth. So I think they. They had that and that they used the ball well and, and, and kick really straight. Um, they've got a, a, a potent forward line even without Rankin and Rochelle. So, yeah, I thought they were really impressive and um, you know, I think they've got a, a lot to look forward to.
2: Now, one of the great things about the work you've done so far in the season with that run of wins you had, I mean, you're sitting second on the ladder. So the position is yours to lose, isn't it? I mean, because the others are going to have to cry and catch you. I mean, you've got a tough one this week, we know, but you probably haven't even looked at this, but you've got GWS at home, Fremantle away, and Richmond at home mm. to finish off the season. You know, I th- they're all possibly wins, I know that, and they're all possible losses, but you can hang on to that second spot, and if you get second spot, mate, you get a home final, and that would be something great for the club.
1: Yeah, oh, well, I think, I, I, I know personally, I have, I've looked ahead, and I think there are a few tough games in there. GWS are going really well. Um, you know, Richmond at the end of the year, they, they could be fighting for a spot in the last game. So they're all they're all big games in my eyes and um, it is our spot to lose. And I know the boys are capable of playing some really strong footy and, it, um, you know, starting this weekend, hopefully, and, and we'll get going. And, um, you know, once we're on the roll, as, as we saw earlier in the year, I think we're, we're pretty hard to stop and hopefully we can get some momentum going down at Geelong this week and then build it throughout the rest of the year going into finals.
0: Yeah, it's pretty even. I think Hawkins drops out, Blixhaus yeah. drops out. You lose Aaliyah and Lockie Jones. Just on those two, how are they? It was one of the one of the biggest collisions we've seen for a long, long while. The the boys okay?
1: Yeah, the boys are really good. Um, they they haven't done too much training this week. Um, it was good to hear that Lockie and Ali had passed their concussion test um, on Monday again, and um, you know the club came out and and said they got it wrong, which which is the right thing to do, and um, good on Fish for doing that. And, yeah, the boys obviously missed this week, and I think they've got a, a migraine or a headache. And um, and then they'll be back next week pending how they're feeling and stuff, and I'm sure the club will take a really cautious um, approach with that. And you know, we look forward, we, we're supporting them, and then we look forward to, to hopefully having them back next week. Just,
2: just one final question. Uh, I noticed the AFL finally have put out something to say that they're going to crack down a bit on the stand rule. I don't know why they don't crack down on it and just play it like we're supposed to be played but if you as a club you as a player has the coaching group told you about that the umpires are going to crack down on this stand rule
1: uh not not yet it might be a, it might be a topic at a, at a team um, team review before before the game um potentially but yeah i'm a, I'm a bit in your boat friday we've just if we just consistently make it the, the same each week, um, you know, it, it helps the players rather than cracking down on it and stuff like that because it just makes it easier for us and it makes, also makes it easier for the umpires and, and then easier for viewers if it's just consistently the same throughout the year.
0: Well, good luck this week, Dan. Keep up the good work. Uh, Port Adelaide need a win. Only a couple more that can seal that uh, top two and your own form as we said outstanding. So all the best this weekend to the Cats.
1: Too easy. Thank you very much for having me on.
0: Dan Houston, uh, he will be all Australian. He'll certainly be in the top forty, David.